So welcome to uh, Spirit Seekers. Uh, my name is Lucy Samara. I serve as communications coordinator at First Congregational Church of Burlington. I'm very happy to host uh, this Zoom gathering. Um, Spirit Seekers is, uh, has a goal of encouraging people to share their highlights of their life story and faith journey to encourage connections, to encourage faith uh, growth in, in others and to build community. So we're really happy to have uh, Mike Nauer here with us today. Uh, Mike uh, will tell you quite a bit about himself, but he is recently retired uh, from the field of being a brainiac. I mean, I, I, it's called a senior project manager at HP. <laughs> and uh, he still gets to be a, uh, a brainiac into the future. And uh, he's been very involved in our church for many years. He's known for his just lovely commitment to his family. Uh, I was telling Mike yesterday as we were preparing for this that if you want to know what people say about you when you're not there, what they say about you, Mike Nower, is what a lovely grandfather you are. And people really admire and enjoy that about you. And, and, and Mike's been involved in the church in many ways, and particularly with a focus on uh, global mission. So we're going to invite Mike to talk about all of that. But just to start with, um, Mike, can you tell us about your earliest memories of forming a sense of faith. Your, who, who influenced your early development as a Christian? Thanks, Lucy. And my, the, the earliest memories I have, um, I, I have vague memories uh, under the age of five of going to Grace Methodist Church in Des Moines, which happens to be uh, where my sister Melody goes to church now. Um, but the, the influence on my early faith uh, formation, I think, started when mom and dad and a hearty uh, group of right. other uh, young families. Can you, you please run and get my headphones so I can listen to Grampy's? Can uh, Miller Yulin, can you mute yourself? Thank you. Hi, Miller, grandson Miller. <laughs> And so it sounds like daughter Kate might be uh, 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 listening in soon. But the, er the earliest uh, memories I have are when forming a new church, groundbreaking. Uh, the south side of Des Moines did not have a Methodist church. And, and it was, it, I was, I was um, impressed in a, in, a, in a big way from probably the age of six or seven uh, on up through high school by uh, mom and dad and about a dozen other charter members and all their kids uh, banding together and, and forming, creating a church. I mean, uh, we have a rich history here at, at First Congregational of 200 years ago, um, long ago and far away, a dozen folks uh, formed the church. Well, I, uh, even though I was a bit young at the time, I was able to experience that. Um, and observe that, I guess, uh, probably is the main thing. And, and so I think that left uh, has, has had a lasting impression that uh, church for me has always therefore been about uh, doing, about uh, building, about uh, growing, not just going someplace and attending. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and, and it, it was a few years process in, in the making. Uh, we we uh, attended, um, we rented uh, time at a at a rural 
very small rural uh, church uh, outside of Des Moines while the, uh, our new church was being built. I remember the groundbreaking um, mm -hmm. and, and, uh, and those charter members uh, were uh, some of mom and dad's uh, lifelong friends and, and uh, their, their kids were some of my uh, uh, close friends uh, growing up. Uh, another charter member, uh, uh, family member, uh, Mark Hamilton. I was, I was uh, best man at his wedding. And, and so I guess that's for the early years, for my growing up years, uh, I'd say that was uh, uh, what started me off on a certain trajectory as far as my uh, faith formation and what church is, is all about and is supposed to be about. Yeah, wonderful, Mike. It also helped, um, we had a young minister. Uh, it was interesting, as far as I recall, this was his first assignment. Um, when our church was finally built, finally ready to open and get a minister, the, the Iowa bishop assigned a minister to us. And that's the process, how, it's, how I think it's pretty much done to this day in, in the Methodist uh, church. Anyway, and I thought he was great. He was great, um, Bob Keck. And, uh, but I, I, as I recall, there were some rumblings. Oh, this, this young guy right out of school, you know, how is he going to, you know, have enough experience to, to lead our church. And, and he really proved himself immediately. And, and I remember uh, uh, growing a lot, learning a lot from him through, through middle school uh, and into high school um, because I could really identify with him. And uh, he was great for the youth group. So okay. those are, that's probably the story about the early, uh, earliest earliest influences on my um, faith formation. I mean, it sounds like your, your parents really brought, uh, this was a passionate work for them. They were really engaged and involved with it. It was your social circle, um, your community. Uh, certainly, yes. Uh, and, and absolutely not only in, in the forming of the church and the building of the church, but they were both uh, two of the most active members in the, in the church. Uh, uh, you know, on an ongoing basis. When uh, you were sharing this with me yesterday, I, what I heard was that you've really seen the church from every angle, you know, not just from what it offers, but how it goes about organizing to do that. I mean, you've, you've, had, a, you've had a look at it from many angles. And I, and I love the part of the story where people are, they've invested so much in creating this church and then, uh, new leader coming in from outside. How will it do? How will this person do? And, you know, it's wonderful that they embraced his leadership and that that worked out. Did you, um, did, what happens after high school? Because that's usually a big time in faith formation for people, some kind of shift. How did that go for you? Well, I, I went off to uh, college in, in, in Boston. Uh, first time I'd ever, uh, uh, seen the ocean was when I went off to college. I'd never been to either coast uh, uh, prior to that time. Um, and I did not um, uh, join any specific church uh, during college, but I, I uh, to the extent that I uh, continued uh, attending church uh, on, uh, you know, somewhat sporadic basis as may be the case with some other college students, um, I, I did explore the wealth of churches in Boston. I, I, I remember going to uh, 
uh, Christian Science Mother Church, which was just uh, a few blocks away from the fraternity house. And, uh, and that, uh, that was just uh, overwhelming. I remember um, going to, of course, the, the MIT uh, chapel and uh, exploring some of the other major, major uh, big churches uh, in the Boston area. And, and so that was exploratory, uh, educational, um, and, and viable for that reason. Uh, I, 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 I'm not sure that it, it, it uh, uh, I, can't, I can't articulate how it might have contributed to my faith formation, but, uh, but it certainly helped uh, round out some things, I would say. And, and, uh, but then after college, that was a, a exciting time too. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I stayed in the Boston area, became a New Englander, abandoned Iowa. A rebellious act. <laughs> for, for, for 20 or 30, 20 or 30 years, uh, mom would saying, Mike, when are you gonna move back? <laughs> anyway, um, so I, I went to work outside of Boston, uh, in one of the western suburbs uh, near Concord. Uh, it was a small town, Acton is, is where I had an apartment. And so, of course, I uh, started going to the Acton Methodist Church. And having been a, a singer in high school, uh, kind of musically oriented with the clarinet, and I was in the bell choir and the youth choir and sang in school and so on. So I joined the choir in the Acton uh, Methodist Church. And, and that I, I, little did I know what a, an, an important step uh, that was going to be for uh, more than musical reasons. Uh, so um, the choir director, uh, she got, got to know me pretty readily as a, as a, a young uh, eligible uh, bachelor and uh, decided that uh, on Palm Sunday, she should introduce me to her sister-in-law. And so she did, and the rest, as they say, is, is history. And, and, and uh, Kathy and I, so Kathy and I met on Palm Sunday, 1974. Nice. And, uh, and, and so it was just natural, uh, uh, like I said, and that was the church uh, she had grown up in uh, mm -hmm. herself. And, and so we attended that uh, for the uh, next uh, couple of years while we were still in Massachusetts. And, and then we went to um, Puerto Rico for a couple of years. And, wow. and, and, and Lucy, I didn't uh, mention a, a faith formation contribution uh, uh, that Puerto Rico had, but uh, uh, again, I would say we were relatively unchurched during the two years we were in Puerto Rico, mm -hmm. um, but uh, there were uh, uh, Jehovah's Witnesses. Uh, that would uh, frequent our neighborhood. Uh, they were English-speaking, and and um, and uh, there were several English-speaking English families in in the neighborhood where we were not too far from the Digital Equipment Corporation computer plant, and 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 they were uh, relentless. And one of my work <laughs> buddies, um, and and I decided, okay. Uh, their request uh, was to uh, do Bible study. And so we said, okay. And so for uh, several weeks, I forget how long it went on, but for weeks and weeks and weeks, many sessions, I would go over to uh, Gary's house, my, my work uh, friend, 
and uh, and one of the Jehovah's Witnesses would come over and we'd do Bible study. And uh, that was very, very interesting. And, and I guess that its contribution to my faith formation was helped me compare and contrast different approaches to religion in more than just a superficial way. I mean, I, uh, it wasn't just a, a, a doorway conversation. It was many hours uh, across many sessions being able to see how they approach religion and, and kind of uh, uh, making even more firm that I approached it in a different way. Yeah, so it was a, a contribution for that uh, for that reason. Good for you. Good for you. I mean, that kind of conversation can really help us either think about things in, in a brand new way and, and broaden our faith or deepen our faith or question some aspect of what we believe. You know, it, it, it's, it's so important that we um, can be open to be in conversation with people we don't necessarily agree with. Um, that's it's really something that seems um, rather missing in our culture right now uh, in and, religious and, and secular way and and uh, uh, to the uh, uh, Jehovah's Witnesses uh, credit he engaged in in conversation if if, if not debate uh, with me and and with Gary I mean it was very healthy uh, dialogue and uh, and but uh, in the end, of course, my feeling was that that his uh, interpretation was just much uh, too uh, narrow, uh, not open-minded. And anyway, so so that was that was a contributing factor. And and then we came from Puerto Rico straight to Vermont. Well, that was a change. <laughs> yes, <laughs> from the tropics, and we moved here in the fall, just uh, at the onset of. Uh, uh, cold weather. Um, uh, did employment bring you here, Mike? <clears throat> yes. Yep. I I was a, a company man. I, I only worked for one company, uh, digital slash compact slash HP, um, uh, through acqui corporate acquisitions, and uh, and retired after forty six and three quarters years. That's that's quite a tenure. <laughs> Two months ago today, July first. It's my two-month anniversary of retirement. How's it going? Uh, great, great. I have time for sessions like this. <laughs> so tell, uh, tell us what it was like when you when you got to Burlington. Um, so uh, we, Kathy and I just figured, well, we're Methodists, so let's look for a Methodist church. And uh, we, we, uh, uh, decided that that we wanted to go with a, a newer uh, a probably younger congregation Methodist Church and so we went out to the suburbs all the way to South Burlington to Faith Methodist Church on Dorset Street and um, uh, rather than the downtown uh, uh, Methodist Church which would have you know been a lot closer but uh, and and that was a nice church real good minister real nice minister young families our age and uh, we went there for uh, a few years um, but that that ended up events there ended up uh, uh, determining why we ended up at first congregational church uh, namely um, 
as we got more and more into the church activities and, and Kathy into the women's group and so on, it just became apparent that their philosophy on the community um, was at odds with our philosophy about the community, uh, namely how they felt about South Burlington and Burlington and how we felt about uh, Burlington. We thought Burlington was a, a, a great place. Uh, and, uh, and a lot of the conversations there uh, among uh, South Burlington church members uh, had a different tone. Just a minute, my phone, I've got to cancel my phone here. Sorry about that. Anyway. So, so when we were discussing this yesterday, one of the things that I was saying to Mike in our in our conversations at church, it's it's really important to keep in mind how what we're saying about our community is that reflective of what our faith beliefs are, and um, it, it's really it was it's, it was an important re reminder to me. Not that we have to be serious at all times, but that that the whole philosophy, the whole theology around loving our neighbor actually includes our neighbors. <laughs> Good way of putting it, Lucy. And, and, and so there was just that fundamental different point of view about community, about diversity, about embracing uh, uh, differences and so on. And so we just figured, you know, nice church, uh, nice minister, you know, uh, nice, well-meaning people and all that. But just we, uh, that was when we really started looking for a different, different uh, congregation. And that was also this, about the time that I uh, went off to college again. I was fortunate enough that, that digital sent me off to uh, Carnegie Mellon. Uh, uh, for artificial intelligence uh, research in the 83-84 uh, academic year. And, and so Kathy and, and the kids um, uh, started looking and our, our neighbor across the street, Barb Carter, said, I go to a good church, why don't you come and in, in try our church? Lots of young families, uh, lots for the kids, a good Sunday school program. And, and Kathy did. And when I uh, came home every other weekend uh, from Carnegie Mellon, I, I went and, 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 and uh, the rest is history. By the time I was uh, back in town full time from Carnegie Mellon, um, uh, it, it was pretty well set. Uh, we were regulars at, at, at First Congregational Church uh, uh, by the middle of 84. And and active in the Sunday school program, uh, Kathy and I uh, both took turns, uh, Sunday school mm -hmm. teachers. And as uh, mm -hmm. as the kids grew up, uh, I helped out uh, some with the uh, uh, youth group. And, and, and Janice, I remember you did uh, too. And, uh, and I think our daughter Kate was the most active, as I recall, in the, in the youth group, going on at least a couple of Yetz trips and, and things like that. So we joined in 86, uh, nice. uh, same, same uh, uh, new member group as, as uh, uh, Doug and Ann. Nice. October of 86. A famous class. <laughs> right. Uh, well, uh, Martin Copenhaver was the minister at that time. 
Yes, and 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 uh, you know, great uh, congregation, great uh, young families with kids. Uh, uh, we we liked it, and and of course Martin, uh, mm -hmm. and his preaching, very thoughtful. Uh, really got you to think about things. Uh, I I uh, loved his sermons. Mike, yesterday we were when we were talking. I um, you brought up a Bible passage that has really guided you and inspired you, and I, I was wondering if you would share that with us. James, um, and I even uh, in preparation for this, I even looked uh, looked up which number it was. It's it's James uh, two eighteen, and I'm going to paraphrase it. But uh, the important part is, I I by my works will show you my faith, yeah. and 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 that's really my guiding philosophy. Is 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 my my religion is all about uh, the works, what I, what I do, what others do. I think that's what it's about. I mean, there's some component of uh, uh, going to church and, and, and learning and, and, and having a good setting to figure things out and think about that. But that is only in preparation for going out and, and the works. Um, when, you, um, when you think about how, somebody's got a little background noise. I don't know how to don't know how to deal with that. At any rate, um, when you think about how I think you can mute everybody, but then that would include me probably just, as well. It's not yeah, it's just not been letting me. Usually, usually it does, but whatever. We'll just move ahead. Yeah. Um, so, Mike, when you think about how your faith life has been reflected in your works, um, can, uh, you've talked a little bit about your professional work. Um, can you talk about your community involvement? Uh, sure. Yeah. And and uh, two things in the community that that I've 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 been active in over the years are the school board back in the '80s and um, uh, Burlington Housing Authority for just about almost uh, 30 years, the last 20, mm -hmm. 27, 28 years probably. And, and, and so that was a, a way that I felt I could uh, give back to the community. And tell, tell us about the housing authority. I, I mean, I, housing is an area I know something about, but it, it, it's such a, this is a really dynamic, big program in our area. We, we serve um, over 2,000 families in, in the Burlington area. Uh, we own and manage um, over 600 units of, of public housing, but then we manage a Section 8 uh, voucher program of over, uh, uh, well, close to 1,500 vouchers. So it's well over 2,000 total. Uh, and and uh, and so that's uh, over $20 million uh, that, that we bring uh, federal money into the Burlington economy, uh, which is a win for the Burlington economy. Yes. But it also uh, means that we're able to provide uh, safe, good, affordable housing for over 2,000 families in, in the Burlington area. And I say the Burlington area because even though we are the Burlington Housing Authority, uh, we our, our jurisdiction that we're allowed to operate in overlaps a little bit, for example, with the Winooski Housing Authority. Namely, it's a six-mile mm -hmm. radius of, of Burlington. So, 
And then there's, I mean, there are other voucher and uh, housing, there are other housing authorities in the state that there's a, in fact, there's a state housing authority. I just think this is such important work and I'm so glad that you mentioned beyond the real importance of the decent affordable housing. And I know from folks I know who've been, who've lived in Burlington Housing Authority properties that they know their property will be well taken care of. Um, but that other aspect of what a resource for our community that those federal dollars are coming back to us and feeding our economy and creating more stability is just a, a really important part of it. Oh, absolutely. And, 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 you know, some housing authorities, they get one development uh, and, and they're satisfied with that and they just manage that and it's pretty static, pretty status quo. We've been aggressive over the years, over the decades and have gone after every different type of voucher program uh, that HUD has come up with. And, and so we have quite a few uh, specialized uh, uh, vouchers for different uh, uh, specific segments. Um, and and uh, with the other thing I'll mention, uh, a lot of housing authorities just only focus on the housing. And that's fine. They do a great job of that. Uh, that's where Burlington Housing Authority got its start. But what we long ago felt was important was the services. And um, because we were having a high fallout rate and, and, and uh, the, the fallout rate, uh, uh, people not being able to keep up and, and not just being able to manage things, it was because of lack of services. And, not, and there are a lot of services available. So it started out that we would just help put two and two together. We would help um, put people together with the services that were in the community yeah. that were available. And, and that's still predominantly what we do, but we also provide some direct services as well. And, and every available budget dollar that we've had, um, we either put into further housing development or into services. Um, yeah, and, the, and so that's um, a, a very important component of, of, our, of what we do. 100%. I know um, quite a few people who are really engaged by the um, home ownership program and um, how the housing authority has has made some real potential, you know, uh, home ownership a, a potential reality for quite a few households, um, and and that's really a promising and exciting program. I like the educational aspects of that and the financial education. Um, I've, right. I've been an advocate for with uh, New American Households and Housing Authority meetings for years, and uh, so I've, it's been really interesting for me to see how professionally and beautifully your staff work with people and. And, uh, it's it's really an impressive program. I want to make sure you have a chance to talk about India, as I know when you went on on the when what was the year you went to India? Two thousand ten. In two thousand ten, Mike was part of a group going to India to um, be of service and to learn at the James Hospital in in uh, Tamil Nadu in very southern part of India. This is a mission that uh, Reverend Bob Lee brought to us um, uh, when he was the minister of our church. And um, the only way I can describe uh, Mike when you got home from that trip was that you were just ignited. You, you know, you were just really uh, so passionate about the ministry and mission of this work. And I, I want to invite you to talk about that, that trip, your, your connections with India from the, the experience and from a faith perspective? Yes, from a faith perspective, it, it's again, it's about the uh, doing, 
getting out there and doing what you can, uh, uh, being a part of something that's bigger than yourself, giving back to the community, all these pretty simple, straightforward um, themes that, that is, uh, they're simple, but they're, they're powerful. And that's, that's uh, what turned me on. Uh, and, and with James Hospital, it's, 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 more, it's about more than the hospital. Uh, Dr. Prem uh, not only runs a hospital, he runs a nursing school, he runs a teaching college, and an engineering college. So he's got four institutions. Wow. And, and uh, for uh, some uh, folks who have gone on uh, uh, the church's India trips in the past, I know the hospital uh, has been the main draw or the nursing school. And we've had doctors and, and nurses go and teach at the hospital at the nursing school. Um, I was, uh, was kind of turned on about by the engineering college. And, and the very first trip, he said, Mike, I'd like you to um, lecture at the engineering college. So I, I did. And the first trip, it was just for a day. I mean, it was a full day. It was a big, complete day. Uh, but it uh, was just uh, teaching there for a day. And, uh, and he made me dress up in a suit. I hadn't brought a suit to India. He took my measurements and uh, a few days ahead of time. And by the day of the uh, um, lectures at the college, I had a suit. <laughs> That's great. It was a, a, a borrowed suit or a rented suit or something, but it was a, anyway. So he said, Mike, you'll have to come back and, and stay longer. And, and darn it, it took nine <clears throat> years for that, for everything to come together for that to happen. But I went back, uh, as many of you know, early last year, January last year, and stayed for three weeks. Uh, and, and most of that time I was lecturing at the uh, engineering college. Some of that time uh, we were able to visit and interact and, 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 and lecture at the teacher's college. And also a, 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 there were six of us that went last year and, and we, we hit all the colleges. Uh, uh, Nancy McClellan uh, did some teaching at the nursing uh, college and, and helped out a little bit at the hospital. Uh, I think all of us uh, had a hand in the couple of days we spent at the teacher's college. And, and then I was at the uh, engineering college for over two weeks. Wonderful. And, and so what did I teach them? Did I really teach them engineering? I probably taught them a little smattering of engineering. I probably taught them a little about uh, project management and, and uh, but really what I was, I was an ambassador. I was teaching them, I was, I was uh, not teaching them. I, I was just about the only um, American they'd ever met. And that was a big responsibility. I, I can't, overstate that it was it was uh, a heavy responsibility mm -hmm. and it was quite an opportunity and and just dr. Prem knew this and he said you know Mike uh, whatever you want to lecture on it'll be great and 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 he said just spending time with them is so meaningful and, and 
I've, I, I'm still trying to figure out all, all the hidden meaning to that. Mm -hmm. But um, I, to several of them, and I'll speak, I and, and the five others of us who went last year, we were not just representing First Congregational Church or Vermont or the US, we were representing the Western world. And think about that. How can I represent the Western world? But that's the environment that I was in. And so it was just a unique opportunity. And so I didn't know how to deal with that other than just be myself and, and do the lectures. But and, and so that is so um, exciting and mystifying the impact, the unknown impact. Uh, but there's something uh, that makes me want to keep doing it. Whatever I can do to keep up that relationship and, and keep offering that exposure and, and education uh, in, in all its different facets to uh, whoever I can in, in, in that small corner of South India. And uh, Anyway, and, and I'll also say, I'm sure I learned a whole lot more than, than, than they did. <laughs> I really feel strongly about that. It was yeah. a wonderful experience. Yeah. That, that kind of cultural exchange, um, yes. Yes. It, it really has the, that ability to ignite curiosity uh, and uh, sort of a, a broader sense for all of us about what the world's about. Um, and I know um, when uh, Bob Lee talked about what what was really ignited his sense of faith, he would come back from trips to India, trips to Central America, feeling really full of faith and really excited to re-engage. It really fueled his fire. And he, he would say to me, you know, whatever it is that does that for you, you keep doing that, you know, go back yep. to that place uh, because you you grow in faith and you have so much more potential to do, to do more um, if, you, if you stay really alive in that. So, it, you know, it's wonderful that you, you found that place as, as a teacher in that situation. Um, I wanna open it up for discussion, but I just want to ask you to talk a little bit about, you, you're just, you're our new church treasurer. Everybody will be looking to you. <laughs> um, and you, you've been involved in search committees. You've been involved in the life of the church, which is, you know, it's in your roots. We heard that. But tell us what, how that's been as, as part of your faith journey. Well, again, I, I guess I'd go back to uh, how, for me, church involvement is, is, is so much more than going to church. I mean, um, yeah, and, and, and so, I mean, being active, if I go back 30 years, being active in, in, in the Sunday school program and in the, in the youth programs, but much more recently being on uh, the Prudential Committee, i.e. building and grounds by today's uh, terminology, uh, stewardship, uh, plan giving, uh, 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 pastor parish relations committee, search committee, and, and now treasurer, it's, it's just been uh, different ways that I could uh, 
be more active and 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 do things that we're um, hopefully contributing to the to the church, helping build, helping grow. Um, and and so I'm so excited to be uh, treasurer uh, now, as of you know one month ago, and I, I I'm still ramping up uh, to some extent, and uh, it's probably a good thing that. Uh, I'm treasurer starting out here in the summer where I've got a little breather to try to ramp up before um, uh, budget time comes around in the fall and so on. But well, I'm really looking forward to it. I know that um, I can speak for many in saying we were happy to see that you were willing to take on that role. So I want to invite people to unmute yourselves and just sort of raise your hand or something if you've got a question. Um, we'd love to involve some discussion here. Mike or the folks on the phone, just go ahead and speak up. We can sort it out. Well, Dennis, Clement. this is Sister Melody. Oh, Sister Melody first. Great. I can't raise my hand because I'm on my phone. We know it. Um, go right ahead. As uh, in growing up, uh, we were um, taught um, or we, we witnessed as you give, so shall you receive. Not just monetarily, but what you give of yourself comes back in so many unexpected ways. And I, our parents lived that, and I witnessed that growing up, and I've seen that with Mike. Mm -hmm. And I, you may hear it from him as treasurer. He'd like to see the monetary contributions, but he is living proof of as you give, so shall you receive. Mm -hmm. I think he's had a rich life with the church and he just basically has a rich life in general. And I think that's because he gives so much of himself to everything he does. Well, thanks, Melody. Amen to that. Yes. Thanks, <laughs> Melissa. This was not planned to have this uh, support group uh, join the call. I love it. I love it. But thank you so much for dialing in. Janice Clements, yeah. you had a question? Um, yeah, I wanted to say thanks, Mike, for, for sharing this with us. I didn't know you two were an old Methodist. Uh, a lot of us came from there yep. and um, ended up here. Um, and I was really um, heartened to hear your story about your experiences in India as well. And, and Janice, I, I, as I recall, you went on one of the earlier trips. Twice, yeah. Twice. And I don't know if your experiences, uh, uh, insights, or anything different or additional. Well, m mine were um, extraordinary, probably, because the uh, second time I went, we went two weeks after the tsunami. And um, we had been there before, so we knew, knew we had a before and after image of, of Kalachal. And... Um, that was really a remarkable experience. Yep. For those who don't know, a trip had been planned to the James Hospital, and this is at the very, very southern tip of India. Um, and uh, the, this enormous tsunami hit, it was right around Christmas, right? December 29th. Yeah, December 29th. And 10 days later they went, and uh, the church had put a call out through um, our local TV news, WCAX, saying uh, there were people from our this congregation going directly there and they we would happily bring gifts and this community 
across Chittenden County, across Burlington, across Vermont and beyond, sent more than $100,000 to Southern India, to the James Hospital to help the hundreds and hundreds of people that were in need of healthcare, rebuilding the community in so many different ways after that tsunami. We, we, we witnessed a miracle right in, in our midst um, when that happened. It was just extraordinary. Do, oh, Michael's got a question. Hey, Mike, I'm gonna ask you a question that I reflect a lot, a lot on myself. Uh, and it has to do with the Trinity. Um, being raised in a Baptist church, I was a real Jesus-centered guy for much of my life. I'm fascinated and confused and done a lot of reading and thinking and trying to understand the Holy Spirit. And for the last several years, as I've gotten into hospital chaplain's work, since my name tag identifies me as an interfaith chaplain, I've forced myself to be much more God-centered as I work with patients. Um, do you reflect more on any of the three in the Trinity? I, I think of um, uh, some, some words that are uh, on our church bulletin every, every Sunday. Uh, you're welcome wherever you are on your faith journey. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, my theology I'm, is a work in progress, and, and, and I'm sure it, it will be Amen. By the, until the day I die. I, I hope to have things pretty well figured out by then. Um, and, and so, Michael, I, I, I don't focus my thoughts and nor do I have any better understanding about the Holy Spirit versus uh, versus uh, God I, I think uh, uh, Jesus is uh, a lot more concrete um, I don't know uh, how else to answer it other than one of my th this okay so now this is a whole nother topic but but there are a lot of nuggets of wisdom in, in the Bible about what you ought to do, how you ought to live your life. And I accept them at face value. A whole nother debate is, is, is the theology. But, but again, that's why my favorite uh, verse is, is, is uh, I by my works will show you my faith while I'm still trying to figure out the theology. James. And and that's uh that's I guess that's where I'm at. So I I I I welcome and enjoy the the uh, uh, theology discussions, uh, but I don't let those that uncertainty or that unknown get in the way of the powerful impact of the of all the good words in the Bible about just what we ought to be doing. 
I happen to really like that answer. So. <laughs> You're right in my lane there, Mr. Nauer. Who, who's, who's got a question for Mike? Don or Don Jackson, Don Plant? Janice, Janice Claypool, do you have any memories of uh, Yet's trip to ask Mike about? You're on, you're on mute. Can you unmute yourself, Janice? Hi, There's uh, am I on now? You are. Yeah, I, I had lots of uh, uh, memories of yet. And you know, it's funny because I still do to this day think of a lot of the trip, a, a lot about the trip that was really interesting to me, especially being a little Burlington girl who had never been out of the city. And the minute I went over the big bridge in Montreal, the Lawrences were laughing because I had never seen a big bridge. Well, let alone the ocean. I didn't know that was even out there either. So it, it was a whirlwind for me to really learn that. And then getting to the, to the countries and being in England and being in Scotland with the families. I mean, there's no other way but to go that way. Well, the, the, the travel experiences at church have been really important to many generations of kids. Um, Mike, I want to thank you so much um, for sharing your journey with us and uh, sharing your life stories. Uh, I feel like I, I know you so much better and I'm sure everybody here does. And I think it's so lovely that your family was here, um, yeah. you know, supporting you and, and you know, understanding your story as well as they do. I was uh, well, looking, go ahead. Well, thanks for the opportunity, a uh, surprise uh, as it was, uh, you know, just uh, earlier this week. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I, I, I did it. Uh, thanks, this is a neat uh, forum. Well, thank you for being a spirit seeker. I'm gonna close this with a prayer. Uh, Michael and I have been reorganizing a little COVID-19 project. We've been reorganizing our books and deciding which ones to keep or not. And I came across this Book of Daily Prayer from 2001 and uh, open to July 1st. And I, I thought it, 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 the reading is not from James, but I thought it spoke to the kind of philosophy you were talking about and the, the way that you approach your faith journey. Uh, how many are the ways, O oh God, that you throw your mantle upon us and bid us come? Sometimes we resist, sometimes we hesitate, sometimes we stall asking to bid our kindred goodbye, but you wait upon us and invite us to follow. Help us to be servants to you this day. So here's a prayer for closing. Hear my prayers, O oh God, for those not conscious of your call, grant that they may know you, hear you, and follow you this day. We give you thanks. Amen. And thank you so much, everybody, for gathering uh, for another Spirit Seekers. <laughs> Hi Maggie. We will be uh, we will be back on a week from Friday, uh, on Friday the tenth, and um, this coming Friday at three during the normal Spirit Seekers time, our own Hannah Sachs will be um, offering Artful Faith. And if you haven't seen her uh, or been part of that Zoom gathering, I would definitely encourage you to it. Uh, last week, Mike Nauer and I were both at the Artful Faith and. Hannah presented a series of artworks, one ancient, one very modern, and 
I will tell you that Mike saw the connection between them really quite quickly and I did not. So it was really, it, was it, was, it wasn't a test. It wasn't a I test. I know it was not a test at all. But I said, well, in the modern thing, it's a keyhole and people can see into faith. And Mike said, it's a basketball player. And he was right. So you, you had to have been there, but it was just, it, it was really great to be part of a discussion where you hear different, different eyes on the same thing. And, um, to find, and uh, my favorite quote, which Hannah used to introduce the session, uh, was uh, sometimes art is better at theology than theology is. <laughs> so we oh. invite you to join Hannah at three o'clock uh, this Friday, and then she'll uh, then she'll go back to Wednesdays at three. And the Zoom link is right on our church Facebook page. If you go to First Church this week, you can find it. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, everyone, for oh, being thanks, together. Thanks, everyone, for joining. Thank and you, and sisters, so good to see you and hear you. Bye, Seth. <laughs> love, love you, Mike. Yay. Bye, Mike. Love you. Thank bye, you. bye. Love. Love. Bye now. Bye.